0: like this thing is on and welcome to the show everybody i appreciate you for joining um, my name is kelvin bullock and i am a dc-based portrait photographer on this first episode of the show i wanted to take some time to give you all a little bit of background about myself and the reason behind why i'm doing this uh this podcast and let me just start off with first of all telling you the why behind what makes you click Over the past few years, I've had the opportunity to to travel to different places and really work with some amazing people. But I also get the opportunity to connect with other photographers who are doing some really amazing things in our industry. And when I'd sit down and have these conversations with these other photographers, I found myself just really in awe. Uh, I was inspired and really just fired up after They would tell me these stories about their their upbringing and um, their background and how they ended up where they are today. And I used to think as I was having these discussions, like, wow, like I wish everybody else could hear these stories and get this inspiration and even hear some of the pitfalls and the things to avoid in this industry because it would be so helpful. Um, and e- even to myself, I would think, like, man, had I come across this information earlier in my career, I could have avoided XYZ or done better with XYZ, whatever those things are. And so, I wanted to create a show that could help other up and coming photographers who specialize more so in um, portraiture, fashion, beauty, commercial celebrity. Like these were all the things that I was interested in. And, and I kept coming across shows and and resources that were more geared towards people who were doing like wedding photography, event photography, family photography, and, you know, nothing against those things. They just didn't resonate with me and don't resonate with me. Um, so those aren't things that I really do in my business. And so I wanted to create A resource that could be of tremendous value to photographers out there who are really wanting to, you know, do more editorial and get into some celebrity photography or get get into working with some major fashion brands. And so the guests that I have on this show will definitely be working within those realms. And, and, you know, we'll be learning about them. We'll be learning about the things that drive them. We'll be learning about <laughs> their origin stories. We'll be learning about some of the, the challenges that they've had to overcome. And when I tell you um, from the discussions that I've had thus far, the amount of knowledge that is shared, I mean, It is mind blowing. And if you don't leave at the end of every episode with having taken something away from what these amazing, amazing creatives have shared, then uh, you might either want to rewind and listen again or check your pulse to make sure you're alive, because it is real out here in these podcast streets. And I (laughs) I am just so excited to share with you uh, those episodes and, you know, something else that was very important to me when I decided to embark upon this podcast journey is to really make sure that everyone was being represented. Being a creator of color, I did come up not really seeing or hearing a lot from people who looked like me. And so although I am going to be having a number of guests from all walks of life, uh, I definitely also wanted to make sure that I was hearing from, you know, people who look like me and who came from similar backgrounds uh, that I did. So that there the listeners out there who may not feel like they're being represented, have somebody else that they can look upon or, and even seek mentorship through, whether that be from afar, through following them on social media and learning about the things that they're doing or even possibly even reaching out to them because, you know, you never <laughs> never hurts to shoot your shot. Uh, as we all know, so on the show, it's definitely going to be a diverse guest list. So it's you know a little bit of everybody. So just be be prepared for that, but also be open uh, to learning from people who may not look like you. So with that being said, let me just talk a little bit about myself. And this is this is always kind of a weird thing for me because uh, I would much rather hear other people talk about themselves than kind of share uh about me but you know i guess in a on a platform like this it is important for you guys to know who you who you're listening to and and what relevance that I bring to the table. So starting off, I guess a little bit about my past, I I grew up uh, as what some would call an army brat. My mom was in the army. My dad was a police officer. So uh, we moved around like quite a bit when I was growing up, primarily in the South, uh, though, like Alabama, North Carolina, Texas, you know, places like that. We spent some time in Germany, but I was (laughs) I was just a little too young to appreciate uh, or enjoy uh, that particular assignment that my mom, uh, where my mom was stationed. But, um, most of my formative years were spent in uh, North Alabama. So, you know, deep in the South, uh, you know, and that comes with its own set of challenges that I definitely experienced. And, you know, I ended up going to a small university in North Alabama where I got my degree in psychology uh, in a minor in public communication. But all throughout that time, uh, you know, when I was in high school and even when I was in college, my prime, my primary creative outlet that I found myself gravitating towards first was the written word like, uh, in, in in elementary and in middle school, I used to love writing little short stories and, you know, finding little ways to create characters and tell different stories that just kind of popped into my head. Uh, but, but then I came across poetry and I found that it was like a, Kind of like a quick way and, and creative way to tell a story uh, in a way that rhymed. So I really got into storytelling through poetry. And eventually in the what was that it had to have been the late the, the ninth, late 90s and early 2000s, um, there was really a big buzz around spoken word poetry. So people would have poetry slams and uh, get up and, and, you know, as they say, bless the mic with some rhymes. So uh, when I saw that that's what people were doing, I'm like, you know what? I want to I want to experiment with that. I want to play around with that. And just so happened that when I was in college, an organization was formed where this uh, particular group of people would have open mic nights in this cafeteria that was kind of like in between the dorms of where the, the 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 men and the women stayed. So every I guess like once or twice a month, they'd have an open mic night. And I would get up there and, uh, you know, I'd, I'd go ahead and, 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 drop some rhymes, you know, drop some flow on them. Matter of fact, my, <laughs> my stage name was, uh, was K Suave. Uh, and, and no, I didn't name myself that. My roommate named me that primarily because my first name is Kelvin and, uh, the brand of lotion <laughs> that I used to use back then was, uh, was Suave. <laughs> so I don't, Some of you guys might not know about that, but some of you probably do. So anyway, that's where K Suave came from. But, uh, he, he said I was Suave with the word. So I'm like, you know what, I'll go I'll go ahead and keep that. I'll go ahead and keep that. So that was, a, you know, <laughs> how they used to introduce me. But anyway, that was how I would tell stories. And, you know, I really enjoyed, you know, getting those stories out, but then also performing them. There's a certain level of uh, of energy and liveliness that comes with with performing in front of like a live audience and and feeling the, the emotions of the room. So that was like a pretty cool thing for me. And, you know, then you, I graduated from school and and entered into the workforce and then like real life happens and you start doing, you know, the things to survive and pay the bills. And so some time had went on and uh, eventually I had got um uh, for christmas somebody had given me actually not somebody it was my my dad and my stepmom gave me a little point and shoot canon power shot you know nothing like too major i mean it wasn't even a, a dslr but they gave me this camera and i was like oh man dope i've been you know wanting to get a camera or something i can kind of just carry around and take some photos with because I mean, I I feel like I've always had somewhat of an eye. Uh, I remember even as a child kind of going places and and I might see like a sunset or I might see even like a, a pretty woman and think, oh, well, OK, that'd be like a pretty picture. But, you know, since I didn't have the equipment, nothing ever came of it. It was just a, a, a passing thought. But when I finally got this little Canon power shot and, and at this point, I'm already, uh, you know, a full grown adult. So this had to have been. 2010. So I get this camera and I start taking it with me everywhere that I go. Like, I mean, if I'm going for a walk in the neighborhood, I got it on me. If I'm, you know, going to a a friend's house, I've got it with me. And, you know, I just started taking pictures and if something stood out to me i would take the photo and (laughs) and then i remember one time i had a a friend of mine was having like a a 30th birthday party and she had like this luau theme and so she you know she went the the whole route with having like the lays and the pig on the spit and uh you know all the decorations so when she told me that that's what she was doing i was like hey do you mind if i bring you know my camera with me and she's like yeah go ahead sure and so I I arrive, and sure enough, she does have you know all of the all of the different decor that would signify that this <laughs> was a luau theme. And so you know, sure enough, I started taking pictures, and I'd go around and you know get some really like detailed shots of the party favors, and you know what she was cooking on the grill, and you know I was like enjoying it because it was very colorful, very dope. But then as people started to arrive, uh, and and started to engage. That's when I started to really start focusing in on just the interactions that people were having with one another. And it made me kind of have to just stop and look at what was going on. And even if I couldn't hear the conversations, I could really just read, you know, what was happening with the people who were interacting. And at one particular part in the evening, there was a a group of women who were kind of conversing at a uh, at a table and they were just having the time of their lives right like i mean they were just <laughs> living it up living their best life and i was like oh i gotta get a shot of this so i at a distance i line it up and i'm i'm you know clicking shots but i'm waiting for like the perfect moment that really tells the story of what was happening in that moment and at one point one of them tells a joke and they all just bust out laughing and at that point i i capture um you know that definitive moment or that definitive moment period in time and you know i I took the shot and i looked at the back of my camera and i'm and it was like perfect it told the story and i was like you know there's something to photographing people it 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 is a way to tell stories um without having to use all the words that would have to use you know back when i was writing short stories or back when i was telling um or, or doing spoken word so i'm like yo there's really something to this. And, you know, prior to that, I had just been shooting, you know, like some landscapes or pretty flowers that I would walk by and even a little bit of street photography. But uh, it was at that point where I realized that I really wanted to focus on, you know, photographing people and 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 doing portraits. And so that began uh, a, a journey that actually continues to this day, which is continuing to like improve upon my craft continuing to really take the work to the next level uh, in a way that tells the story that I want to tell through my lens <laughs> literally and figuratively and so yeah ever since then I have been you know it's, I started off at YouTube University and Google Community College picked up some mentors along the way and really just honed um, the, the craft and like shot continuously like there wasn't a time where I or when I didn't have my camera in my hand, so after a certain period of time, like my work really started to improve, to where people were like, "Oh, Kel, you do um, I mean, you do great work. Can you shoot these, you know, portraits of of me and my family, or can you do this or do that?" And oh, we'll pay you. And I'm like, wait, people are gonna like pay me to do this? This is crazy. Like, I, I actually like love doing this. And, and so that kind of started the, 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 you know, the ball rolling the career path where I'm like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to do, I'm going to do photography. And so that's what I started to do. And of course, I I don't know about you guys, but for me and even some of my other photographer friends who didn't get trained in photography by like going or getting a degree in photography or anything like that for the self-taught photographers, I know that, A lot of us tended to we start off as a hobby and then people, they like the work or they'll gas us up and think that, oh, man, maybe maybe I can do some, you know, something with this. And then you just start shooting everything under the sun. You tell people, "Oh, I can, I can do this. I can do that. This is what I shoot. Oh, yeah, I can do weddings. Oh, I do, I do landscape, portraiture, fashion, beauty." And then you know, you do all of this stuff, and you put it all on the website. And then people come, and they don't know exactly what it is that they that you do because you got everything under the sun under there. And, and I was <laughs> a victim to that as well, to where I just like threw everything against the wall to see what would stick. But as time went on, I started. To you know, shave it down to really focusing in on the things that I wanted to do, and so and and also looking at the things that I didn't like doing. And as I said earlier, I I would do weddings and family portraits, and I'm like, you know, (laughs) these things don't spark joy in me. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Marie Kondo and, and minimalism and how she, you know, she would say if you're cleaning out your closet, you gotta look at each item and and see if tell yourself or ask yourself if it sparks joy and and so that thing actually that technique applies to to many areas of life so if something doesn't spark joy you get rid of it and so I I was not finding joy in in weddings I wasn't finding joy in doing family portraits just because it it just you know to me it's just just sometimes it's hard to work with kids if we're being real you know it's just like it, it was hard and and not enjoyable and I couldn't always get the thing that I was envisioning in my mind because kids and animals are so unpredictable. So anyway, I was like, yeah, I'm 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 I'm, a, I'm good off of that. And so when I started cutting things from my offerings, that's actually when I started seeing my business grow and you know talking about some of the things that I was interested in you know I was definitely interested in in fashion and and beauty and doing even more like commercial work working with smaller businesses who had you know needs with uh, needs to improve like their branding and and I found myself really gravitating towards that for one because it wasn't it was fun it was cool to kind of network with people who I would otherwise not have a reason to speak with so i would get an opportunity to really connect with some interesting people and also get to get a chance to do some fun work and and challenge myself in ways um, that i wasn't doing before and then also i was able to make more money doing working with like some of these businesses and entrepreneurs because they you know they would have budgets for this kind of thing and so I would be doing that, but then I would also be doing like my own little test shoots and and private projects just because, you know, there were certain things that I wanted to create. and There were certain things that I wanted to show in my work that was, you know, in my own voice. Like, for instance, um, I told you all that I grew up in the South and you know growing up in the south as uh you know as a black with a black family you know my my mom and dad and sisters you know we weren't we weren't always as accepted and you know sometimes we stood out like sore thumbs you know being the only I'd be like the only black guy in a class and you know again that comes with its own like set of challenges and then you know having different standards of beauty kind of pushed on me and forming what I thought was, um, you know, beautiful through the lens of the the European culture. That was an interesting period in my life because at the time I didn't realize what was happening. But when I went off to college and got a little bit more uh, educated in you know, how this all kind of works, uh, I, I started to realize like, oh, wow, like there, there really wasn't a lot of representation of black beauty in my upbringing. And uh, that kind of skewed my ideal uh, or my ideas of what beauty was. And so, you know, when I started to really get good at photography, I decided that one thing that I did want, my work to focus on and I'm not saying that I don't photograph other uh, nationalities or cultures or races, but I knew that when I would do my own projects centered around you know, black models, I wanted to do things that really highlighted black beauty in a way that I wasn't seeing when I was younger. Now, the the great thing about today's uh, society and with technology and Instagram, there are more there are more outlets for different types of representation. And so I wanted my work to contribute to this library of beautiful black imagery that I was coming across. And so I think a recurring theme in a lot of my work really is black beauty and and black excellence. Uh, Because again, that was something that I didn't didn't see when i was young and this right here is actually a perfect example of uh you know what i look for when i'm actually interviewing people for this show and and the things that i like to really dig deeply into because you know what makes you click it's kind of it's, it's a play on words like what makes you tick but i'm talking to photographers so it's what makes you click and one thing that definitely makes me click is is finding ways to highlight The beauty that is my people, my culture. And like I said, those are things that you will see highlighted in my own work. And like I said, I'm always looking for for different ways to do that. And again, like I said, that's not the only thing that I do. You can look at my portfolio and see that there's definitely a a wide variety of the types of people that I shoot. But again, that's just like one of my little personal missions that I go on. And the funny thing is, and, and I think for some of you up and coming photographers, what you will notice is when you start focusing in on those things that you really enjoy shooting it. It really does show up in your work and that passion can translate into like some really beautiful, thoughtful images that in turn can uh, attract certain people who see that work and want you to create that for them for whatever purpose, whether that be a a personal reason or whether they be a business or, or a brand. That is that's you know, that's one of the best ways you can go about attracting um, the type of clientele that you want. And so that's definitely been something that has worked wonders for my business. And as you will hear in the different photographers that i'll be speaking with on this show they all have very similar uh, stories as well so when you when you're listening to the show pay attention to the to those recurring themes and uh, recurring uh, strategies and techniques that all of these different photographers will be talking about because they really are giving us a master class in what it is that they do and so you can you know pick and choose the things um, that you feel resonate with you and, and apply them to your business and you know one thing that I'll be doing with this show as well is on each episode you will if you go to the website which is what makes you clickcom and then click on the particular episode that you're listening to you'll see first of all you'll see that the show has been transcribed so if you ever wanted to read what was being said that, that that'll be there but I will also be listing the different resources um, that they mention in the show, because everybody that I speak with, they'll either mention, you know, some photographers that they looked at, uh, looked up to when they were growing up or or painters or some, even some of the different resources that they use, you know, to operate their business and to find, you know, clients or whatever it is that they, they share. I'm basically going to provide some links so you can actually look into that too, because I don't, I I feel like after you listen to this show, you (laughs) by default should become a better photographer. That's, that's just how I feel about it. Because I feel like the information that is being shared is just so powerful and so useful and applicable that you it's like you have no choice but to get better so and that's the goal of this show and so uh you know moving forward i will continue to really get some of the the best and highest operating guests in this industry you'll see that there's going to be a good variety of photographers that do celebrity work there's going to be photographers that do fashion and, and commercial and like i said all the different things that i found myself in drawn to in this industry and so I feel like that is a good place for me to stop because I don't (laughs) I guess I don't want to bore you guys with everything that I do but I really just wanted to give you you know some little insight into what makes me click and you know moving forward every other episode is going to be me interviewing these other photographers so if you like this show if you feel like you have some other photographer friends that could find value in hearing from some of these top performing photographers definitely share this show with them you can find you can actually go to the website and subscribe which is what makes you click.com you can go to our instagram page which is what makes you click you can go to facebook and find us under what makes you click as well and if you if you want to check out my own personal work you can also go to my instagram and that's at kelby Picks. So do whatever, do whatever you can to remember this show whether that means locking it in on your um your apple itunes or wherever you find your your podcast that's where you'll be able to find this show so definitely feel free to share it comment uh, rate it in the in the show or on the itunes app i really want this show to be out there for everybody to hear so that they can really gain the the knowledge that the that these photographers are sharing so but thank you for listening again and we'll catch you on the next show